meet Jesus. Jesus was walking on the water boat, and Peter stepped out and walked on the water towards Jesus. And we've been talking about what it takes to step out in life, either to follow God or to accomplish something that God's put in your heart or to live out your dreams. The first week, we talked about the obstacle of self-doubt and when that gets in the way. The second week, we talked about fear. Um, And so this week, we're going to talk about something else. And I want to just show you a quick picture. So if you can put the first picture up. Um, This guy... This guy is a really amazing baseball player because my parents started me young. That's me. Um, I still, if I, if I were to take my shirt off now, I still have the same exact physique, actually, <laughs> which is part of the Dunn curse. Uh, it's followed me my whole life, uh, no matter what I do. But yeah, so um, Jonathan saw that picture, I think it was Jonathan, and said, uh, was it you or Mandy? Somebody, one of you was like, man, your parents, oh, it was you, Mandy. It's like, your parents really wanted you to feel good about yourself. Look at the size of that ball they gave you. Like, <laughs> if you miss that ball, you know. Okay, so, um, but for real, I wanted to tell you a story about when I was a kid. So next slide. When I was a kid, I played t-ball. That's me. And I, uh, I, I loved it. I loved baseball. And, um, but there's this one game. So I don't remember any t-ball games, to be totally honest with you, which is kind of weird when you're a parent and you're raising your kids, and you're investing all this money and time, and you're thinking, like, for the first 10 years of their life, they're not going to remember any of this crap, you know? <laughs> like, for all they know, we could have just lived at home and done nothing, and they still wouldn't remember. Anyways, that's a different teaching. Um, so, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, all I remember is this one game, and I, I remember I almost hit a home run. And I, as I rounded third, I was, like, getting waved in, probably by my dad, and um, I don't remember that part. I blocked that out. And uh, where you, you're like, stop, right? And uh, and I, I and I'm coming in. I'm thinking, yes, I'm gonna get a home run. In t-ball, there's no fences, so everything's an inside the park home run. So, um, and I'm coming in. And I slide. I'm clearly safe. And this, uh, you know, umpire, which now I know is just some dad, who probably is so upset that he's there. You know, uh, this this guy calls me out, and broke my little like seven-year-old heart, and I lost it and started screaming at this guy. I did. I went crazy. I was like, how are you going? You know, I mean, I I had grown up watching my dad respond similarly to umpires and refs, so I knew, I knew the right way to do that. Um, We have some parents like that in the room today, but Michael, I believe that you also exhibit similar behavior to referees. Um, So, uh, I, I just went ballistic on this ref and screamed and yelled and blah, blah, blah. And so then when I went home, I have a very, very sensitive conscience. All right, I, I was the teenager who confessed all of my deep, dark secrets to my parents, right? That was me. And so I just was getting eaten alive by regret. I just could not believe that I yelled at this poor old man. And I... Uh, and, and so I purposed in my heart to say I was sorry the next week. But wouldn't you know it, the next week, he wasn't there. And the next week, he wasn't there. And the next week, he wasn't there. I, yeah. <laughs> and that was the last anyone ever heard of him. And I really regret that. I, no. So, um, but I, I carried this weight of regret. You know, and, and that's what regret, regret does. So in the last day... Of, of the season, the last game he was there. And so, thank God, I was able to apologize to him, and I felt so much different. So, I want to talk today about regrets. And uh, 
I'm going to try to do this for as long as possible. I've already taken, oh my gosh, I've already taken two-thirds of the weight off of this thing. Um, Nathan brought this for me today, and, um, and I said, make it something I can carry for a while. So he was like, okay, I got you. He put it backstage, and I got to put this down just for a second. I, um, I went backstage, fortunately, to test it before I did this. And I was like, okay, let me see. Ugh! And that was it. I was like, okay, I got to take a few of those off. Side note, can I tell you a story totally unrelated? All right. This has nothing to do with my teaching. But um, last week we did, uh, we did a booth at this carnival, and Nathan needed weights to hold down some of our things, okay? So I went to his house, and he was like, oh, hey, will you grab that for me? And he, there was three of these on each side, okay? Triple the weight. And he just picks one side up with one hand. So I was like, I can't be that heavy. So I'm like, he's like, can you grab the other side? So I grab it, and instantly I was like, oh, no. For two things, my left shoulder has been dislocated twice, and I have some, there's like a dead nerve in it, and so I was like, you, I, can, I can actually drop it down in my socket, so I was like, if I'm not careful, it's going to get pulled out, but I really don't want to use two hands, because Nathan's just like, Nathan literally had his son in his other hand, a drill and a hammer, and this weight, like, no, and, and I'm like, oh, carrying it with two, all right, so... So, okay. Regret. Have you ever done anything that you regret? Yes. We all have, right? So your regret's probably deeper than um, yelling at an umpire, except for maybe Michael. To be fair, Michael and I have both been filters for one another at soccer games. Um, I'll tell you another one, another story of myself later. But so um, it's going to be a workout when I get done. What was I talking about? Oh, regrets. You have regrets. Let's not just talk. Let's talk about you a little bit. Enough about me. Um, you guys, let's, let's think of some regrets. You've, you've probably got some regrets as parents. I would, I would be willing to bet hundreds of dollars if you're in here and you're a parent, you've done something that you regret. Or um, maybe you're a teenager and you've been, you went to a party. You went to that party and you did something there. There's no like nice way for me to hold this. I look so weird. Okay, I'm going to do that for a little bit. Okay, I keep balancing it right on my crotch, and it's weird, so <laughs> I need, uh, that's my belt. Does that look weird? <laughs> I, I feel so much better. Okay, um, all right, so we, uh, some of us have regrets. So teenagers, you've got, I know that you've got regrets, tons of them. You won't realize it until later in life. No, seriously, you've got, and you've got relationship regrets. I'm, I'm sweating now. Um, I can't even say regrets anymore. I said regrets. Um, <clears throat> and, it, I mean, let's, if we try to be serious for a little bit, some of us have regrets from, our, from past failed marriages, past failed relationships. We've made, there's, we have regrets from stuff we haven't done, not just stuff we've done, things we didn't say, things we wish we would have said to our spouse, to our parents, to our kids, um, things we wish we wouldn't have said. There's opportunities that we wish we would have done. Um, when, I was, when I was in college, I went to grad school for a year until I felt like God took me in a different direction. And I was studying to be a counselor, and in my first class, I was the youngest person by like 15 to 20 years. And what it turns out is all these other people in this class had done plan B first. And we went around the room and said, why are you here? And they were all in my age now. They're all in their 40s. And they were all saying, 
well, I did, I did plan B, but I've always wanted to do this, and now I'm finally doing it. So you might have regrets from what you've decided to do with your life, regrets of dreams you haven't chased. And so here's the thing with regret. It's really heavy. My forearms are on fire. I can barely feel them. This is what it's like to carry around regret. I really thought about the R's that time. I'm not Elmer Fudd. Or the guy from, uh, what is, what's it? Princess Bride. Regret. Sorry. This is how my brain works. It's like amazing I can never get anything done. So, marriage. No. I am dying, but I'm determined. There's a point in my teaching where I'm supposed to put it down. I'm so far from it. Um, how, how do we put down regret? How do we let this go? I mean, I'm going to be just, I know this is funny, but I want you to remember this. This is what it's like. When you carry this stuff, when you and I don't know how to let it go. And see, here's the hard thing about regret is that, like, we talked the first week about kind of lies, like things we don't, we shouldn't believe about ourselves. But stop. But the the regret's actually connected to truth. So it's harder to look at truth and say that wasn't true. Like, when I look back at my life, and the ways that I've failed Mandy, my wife, I can't be like, that's not true. I, I'm going to fight those lies in my head. No, like, it is true. So it's hard to let go of regret because it's true. Like, you actually did say that thing you shouldn't have said or didn't do that thing you should have done. And so how do you get rid of something that's true about you? And does that define you? Like, is what you've done or not done that you regret define who you are or who you will be? How do you change then? How do you let, grow, let go of regret? And fortunately, we can look to Jesus to understand this. So we're going to look at a story, another story about Peter, ironically. I'm not sure I'm going to make it, so I'm going to, oh, okay. No, I don't need help. That's a different teaching. I thought about that already, okay? All right, we're going to read this verse really fast. So this is Peter as Jesus has been arrested. And he's being led to be tried before he's crucified. They arrested him and led him to the high priest's home. And Peter followed at a distance. The guards lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat around it. And Peter joined them there. A servant girl noticed him by the firelight and began staring at him. Finally, she said, hey, this is one of Jesus' followers. So imagine what's just happened. Peter was with Jesus at the Garden of Gethsemane. And people came and arrested them. He's terrified. But he had also promised Jesus, I will never leave you or forsake you. And Jesus said, actually, before the rooster crows, you will renounce me or deny me three times. Right? So Peter's like, this man is one of Jesus' followers. Peter says, woman! It's always my favorite verse. (laughs) Right away, he's in trouble. Never talk to someone like that. Woman, I don't even know him. After a while, someone else looked at him and said, you must be one of them. He said, no, man, I'm not. That's how I read that verse. Peter retorted. After about an hour, later someone else insisted, this must be one of them because he is a Galilean. Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was speaking, the rooster crowed. And at that moment, the Lord turned and looked at Peter, which is like just daggers to the heart, isn't it? Can you imagine? Jesus is like on trial. There's other stuff going on. But Jesus hears the rooster crow and he's like, and Peter At that moment, the words of the Lord flashed through his mind. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times. And Peter left the courtyard weeping bitterly. And he lived the rest of his life 
never following Jesus again or never feeling good about himself, and he just carried the weight of shame and regret the rest of his life. The end. No. So he learned how to put down his regret. Thank God. Okay, so do you have the title slide? We, okay, so forgiveness is where we're leading to. Uh, okay, I'm not going to do anything else the rest of the day. That's like 10 pounds. You shouldn't be clapping for me. Forgiveness releases you from the weight of regret. Forgiveness. All right, so, you know, we're in church too. Say it with me. Ready? Forgiveness releases you from the weight of regret. I hate when I'm in the audience and someone makes me say something. So just so you know. Um, that's why I'm up here. Forgiveness releases you from the weight of regret. Forgiveness is this powerful, actual thing that you can do. You know what I love? is things that work. Things that you can do that produce results in your life. Forgiveness releases you from the weight of regret. We're going to fast forward. Jesus is crucified, raises from the dead. Um, he, he's had some meetings with Peter one-on-one that aren't recorded, so we don't know what they've talked about. But this is the first rec- uh, time when he kind of talks to them all publicly again. Uh, that might not be true, but he addresses this publicly. So we're going to read this together. When they had finished eating, so Jesus walks up to the beach. The guys are fishing. He says, you know, cast your nets in again. They catch a bunch of fish. And then he's going to cook them breakfast. They finished eating. Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And this is kind of a strange question. So he could be asking one of two things. He could be saying, do you love me more than the other disciples? Because the other followers of Jesus who were there. Because Jesus, Peter had said to Jesus, I love you more than all these guys. And so then he had gone denied him three times. So maybe that's what Jesus is saying. Hey, do you really love me more than these guys? Like, you don't. That's the point. But I love you. Or he could be saying, do you love me more than these fishes? Which, seriously, I know that sounds funny. Peter loved fish. Um, he could have been saying, do you love me more than the profession of fishing? Will you lay this down to follow me again? And he said, will you love me? And I don't like to get into Greek words a whole lot, but there's a significant difference here that we don't have in the English language. The word for love that Jesus uses is kind of a selfish, all-encompassing, all-sacrificial love. And Peter replies with a, you know I'm your friend. So Jesus says, do you love me with all of your heart, with all that you have, with all your mind, soul, and strength? And Peter says, you know I'm your friend. Jesus says, feed my lambs, which is... Uh, you know, ancient speak of Jesus that means do what I've called you to do. Take care of other people who will follow me, okay? Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said, yes, Lord, you know I'm your friend. And Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Not his literal sheep. Jesus wasn't leaving behind a bunch of actual sheep, okay? Just this is an allegory that Jesus uses. He talks about his followers as sheep that need to be taken care of. The third time he said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt. Because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know all things. And side note, Jesus lowered the bar. And now he says, do you, hey, are you my friend at least? And Peter says, you know all things. Which I think is kind of like this. Listen, I tried. You know, you know all things. I mean, you know that I denied you three times. You know I'm probably going to do it again. You know that I want to say that I love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. But I... I'm just saying, look, maybe I can just love you as a friend. That's the best I can do. I'm kind of a failure. 
I'll bring you what I can bring you. And he's like, oh, you know all things. You know all things. You know that I love you as well as I can love you. And what so many powerful things happen here. First, he had denied him three times. And Jesus does this three times on purpose. And he does it publicly on purpose. He says, hey man, I forgive you. That's really what's going down here. I forgive you in front of all of these guys so no one can talk behind your back, so no one can have a weird thought about you, so you can't live under the weight of regret anymore. And he connects him to purpose again. He's saying, I forgive you. Now don't sit there under the weight of regret and sulk. Step into your destiny. Step into who God, I, have created you to be. See, when you're carrying regret, you can't very easily jump into the things. You can't walk on water, for sure. It's, it's hard to be like, here, Jonathan, try to give me a hug. <sighs> right? It's hard to, oh, sorry. It's hard to be, uh, I don't want to use the word intimate. Um, I hit you kind of hard, sorry. Authentic. Like, it's hard to be vulnerable. It's hard to, like, have real relationships when you're carrying this around. It's hard to help other people. Like, right now, I'd love to help you do something, but I'm tied up. You know, I'm kind of busy. So, right, when you've got so many, have you ever felt like that? Like, my issues sometimes are so big, and it's not 24, it's not 24-7, but it's like it comes in waves. And see, here's the thing. Jesus wants you and I to be free. He wants us to, and it doesn't matter what your list is of things that you regret. He wants you to be free. So here's what Jesus does. You can do the next slide. The first, there's three kinds of forgiveness. So let's just apply this truth to our lives. There's three kinds of forgiveness that I want to encourage us all to receive, and then we'll end. First is, we are forgiven by God. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've said or haven't said, we are all forgiven by God. Hey, today it's a little bit different because I have a video right at the end, so you might want to wait till the video's over. Sorry, buddy. Okay, so um, he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son, who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Now listen, you might be here today and you're not sure that you even believe in Jesus right now. That's fine, right? You might, you might not, like, who cares if that's in the Bible? That's fine. But listen, the message that we want to talk about is a God, a Jesus, who maybe you haven't heard before. A Jesus who is leading with forgiveness. Who is leading with love. And this is, this is the first thing that we, the first kind of step in becoming a follower of Jesus is saying, man, he accepts me right where I am, and he forgives me, and he erases that regret. And I want to say, if you've been following Jesus for 30 years, I know that you haven't mastered this. I know that we still let the weight of guilt and shame and regret come over us like a tidal wave and hold us down, and we need to walk in the forgiveness of God. It's not just knowing it or receiving it one time. If you've been a believer in Jesus for 30 years, you need to choose daily to walk in being forgiven. It's not good enough just to know it one time. We need to be forgiven by others. You know, there are times when the only time you're going to release that regret is to go talk to somebody else. And it's not easy. It's not easy. But um, I remember I took my kids shopping. I think this was two years ago. And we were in the parking lot. And they were just being kids. You know, we have four kids. And they were just arguing and, like, bickering and, like, I just, like, I do have, like, a boiling point. I don't know if everyone has one of those. But, like, there's a time where I just, 
And I just turned around in my seat, and I just yelled at them. Like, I rarely yell at them. Like, I raise my voice. But I yelled at them. And just like, one of those times when you're like, stop. Like, on the inside, don't do it. Don't do it. No. Right? And I just like, you know. And then I turned around in my seat, self-righteous and justified. And then, you know, you hear your, like, little five-year-old in the start crying in the back. Yeah, shut up! And uh, everything within me wanted to turn around and say, you all deserved this, you know, because you drove me there. Um, but I needed, to, I needed to be forgiven. And part of forgiveness by others is confession to others, right? There's a great verse in the Bible that says when we confess our sins to each other, we will be healed Isn't that great? It doesn't just say you'll be forgiven. You'll be healed. Isn't that what you need sometimes when you've hurt somebody else? And so I turned around and said, look, guys, that is almost perfect, but not all all the way. And I still make mistakes sometimes. No, I said, you know, this is a lesson we have in our household. This is why we need Jesus. This is why I need Jesus, because I'm not perfect. I can't do it all. I can't be everything that I even want to be. It's the very reason I need Jesus in my life. So forgiven by others. And lastly, and maybe the hardest one, is to be forgiven by yourself. I think that one's tough. You know, you, can, you right now, you know the things that are the things that hold you down, that, that circle back around sometimes, that weight you down, that come along with the regret. And there's, there's a release of self that God wants to help you with. And listen, again, if you're here today and you're not sure you're even a believer in Jesus, this is something that you need. Like, okay, let's say you're like, I'm not all about the God stuff yet. Just cross the first one off. I'm just telling you, this is helpful advice, right, that's in the Bible that, we, that if you're carrying regret, confession to other people and working out relationships and working on forgiving yourself, those are very real and powerful things you can do right now. This is, this is why I'm a follower of Jesus, because the stuff that Jesus says works in real life. And he brings salvation to my heart. So we're forgiven by God, others, and self, but we need to walk in that, and sometimes we need to do it. We need to choose to forgive ourselves. We need to choose to work through whatever you need to work through to get to the place where you can put down your regret. So forgiveness, remember, releases you from the weight of your regret, and you might need to do it multiple times. That's what God wants for you, though. So I want to show you this video. It's a two-minute video, and then we'll go into our response time at the end. All right, so forgiveness releases you from the weight of regret, and I just threw a tagline tag on. It empowers you to do something about it. Forgiveness not only releases you, but it empowers you to take that step, um, to take that next step. So I think what God wants to just communicate today, one thing, what I'd like to communicate today, is could we— put down, lay down our regret, and allow God to give us a clean slate. And this could be something from last night. It could be something from 15 years ago. Like, I believe that Jesus is powerful enough. I don't care how big you think it is, it's not too big for God. I don't care how much you think you messed up or how many people you think you hurt or how disappointed you are in yourself. That's all the weight And Jesus, the whole reason that he came was so that you and I could be free. 
that we could be free of the weight that comes from this world. And we can lay it down. And Jesus can heal us. He can forgive us. He can empower us to step into that new season. So, a couple of instructions. You good? Go for it. So, underneath your chair, there's an envelope. I don't want you to get it yet. It's some... <laughs> you're quick. She almost had it. It's, so, uh, at City Light, we always end with a song. It's kind of a response reflection time. During the response reflection time, at some point, I want you to grab the envelope and open it. And... Um, I want you just to keep it, to take it home with you. And I, here's my challenge for you. This week, I want you to look at it at least once a day. Just this week, I want you to look at it at least once a day, okay? That's your challenge for the week. If you, if this is speaking to you, I want to encourage you to get prayer today. We'll have a couple people standing over there on that side where Mary is. And you can go over there and you can get prayer. Um, prayer is not scary. And uh, what it is is an, another person helps you put the weight down, basically. We can pray. You don't have to tell them even why you're, what you're regretting. You can if you want, but you don't have to. They can just pray for Jesus to help you and to strengthen you. There's something that happens when we get prayer. God's presence touches you in a different way. So I want to encourage you to do that. If you have regrets that are just, you're like, I'm not sure what to do about it, I would love to meet with you. This is something that I do as a pastor um, and we have other people, you know, if you're a female, you would rather meet with a female. We'd love to meet with you outside of church the other six days and talk through things. Like we, I want you to be free. It's not just a quick 25-minute Sunday message. This is actually something that I want for everybody in this room. So take advantage of us. <laughs> take advantage of me. All right? Um, okay. And starting point. So can we stand and pray real quick? I just want to pray for you. And if you are here for your first time, don't, don't run out, if at all possible, without saying hi to me. I'd like to shake your hand. So let's pray. Jesus, I pray right now in this room that your presence would come and you would minister to us in the areas that we regret. The things we haven't done and the things we regret doing. I thank you that you love us enough to forgive us, that you love us enough to help us put down the weight of regret and empower us to do something about it. I pray for people in this room who aren't even sure what they think about you, God, that they would feel your love like Jonathan prayed earlier today. I pray for those of us who have been followers of Jesus for 30 years or more, God, 20 years, 10 years, whatever, but struggle to feel forgiven, that you would come with your love and just make it known to our hearts. Come, Holy Spirit, minister to us in this room right now. Amen. If you haven't made that first decision to become a follower of Christ and you'd like to do that today, you can also go over to the wall. Someone will talk to you over there.